Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there with a very special and lovely guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right WIBC alumni Mock joins us. Mock, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I was in Tucson with my fam, and so it was really nice to see everybody, and it was just awesome. So let's get down to the nitty gritty here because we got a lot of things to touch on. Let's start with this hostage negotiation trade back and forth. There's some wheeling. There's some dealing. There are some people that say you never negotiate with terrorists. There are other folks that say, yeah, but we've got to get some of these women and children that are hostages out of there. The media is a big part of this story. Take me through your perspective of everything going on with this hostage situation. Well, I tend to be in the camp of people who are super, super happy and and relieved for the family members of the hostages that have been released. I mean, of course, that is great. However, I, I tend to believe that it was the ceasefire in and of itself will prove to be a mistake, because I think that in the midst of getting some of these hostages home, we will end up with far more of them in the future um, as a result, because I think now we're just giving Hamas an opportunity to regroup, rebuild their capacities, and they have already promised that they are going to do this again and again and again. And so while it's fantastic that some of the hostages have been released, the price that we have paid or that Israel has paid is super, super high. And so the fact that, you know, I think for them to release 50 hostages, it required Israel to release 150 prisoners. In other words, people who had actually committed crimes against Israel. Um, I don't think that that's a very good I don't think that's a good deal. And I'm glad that you say that. And the way that you broke it down is perfect because, you know, if you say, listen, this sets a dangerous precedence moving forward that if, you know, other countries want to just kidnap some of our women and children, they're going to get what they want. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of people have said, listen, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but you've got talking heads on television calling you every name under the sun as a result of that. I've watched a lot of coverage. I've seen a lot lot of what's going on all different channels because i'm a news nerd and it feels like most of these talking heads want to wag their finger at you if you don't think this hostage exchange is a good idea Right. And and I, I don't understand that. I, I know that even former Prime Minister Naftali Bennett was interviewed by Caitlin Collins about this very thing. And he was asked multiple ways and multiple times by Caitlin. So are you saying that this wasn't a good idea? And he did everything but actually say that. Because I think, you know, he's trying to be diplomatic and and support the actions of the Israeli government that he is a supporter of, obviously. Um, But you can tell. uh, You can tell that people are very, very frustrated by the decision to honestly just collapse to international pressure. And I hate that the United States was part of that pressure. And we were. I mean, there's no question about it. But the international community has put so much pressure on Israel 
to, you know, to cease fire. That's been the call of the progressives now for for weeks. And so they've finally done it. And now once again, I mean, October 7th was masterminded by someone that they released in a previous hostage negotiation. Uh So, I mean, this is going to happen again. Israel should have continued its attack, its assault on Hamas until every single one of those rodents was terminated. And I will say, and I'll push back on you guys just a little, I've been reading the sentiments of the Israelis, the people that live in Israel. There is pressure from them towards Netanyahu to get those hostages back. They want those hostages back. It's a small country. Everybody knows somebody who's been affected by the detainment of those hostages. <laughs> I like how the media was calling them detainees and not hostages, yeah. by the way. But, Kidnapped uh, hostages. Right. <laughs> but, but there is a sentiment among the Israeli people that you need to do whatever you have to do to bring our hostages home. And that's the, you know, I understand all the points about the quote unquote ceasefire. And yes, they said they're going to do this over and over again. But Israelis also want those valuable uh, lives back. Of course they do. And I can't you can't blame them for that. But but the question, I think, will end up being asked at what cost yes. did we did we release those hostages? And now, you know, what what is Israel going to face worse than they would have otherwise if they would have kept up the fight? I mean, it's you know, I, again, it's like I can't I couldn't be more overjoyed for the families that have been reunited. But but the question will be it will have to be asked. Was the was the cost worth it? Are we going to now see more murders, more kidnappings because there was the ceasefire and because Hamas was able to build back up? their capabilities. I I don't know. I mean, I I suspect just based on history that it's not going to have it's not going to come out and be a good decision in the end. Chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right, chicksontheright.com. So it feels like this is a question I'm probably going to be asking every single week. But another round of polling is out, shows Biden underwater, losing to Donald Trump. If Manchin jumps in with a third party run, we're hearing that's going to hurt Joe Biden as well. You've got David Axelrod. You've got Morning Joe. All of these big voices for the political left basically begging Joe Biden to remove himself from the ticket. Do you think eventually those messages will be heard and Joe Biden will step aside? I wish I knew. (laughs) We actually talked about this in our show this morning, and I am in just this weird position where I have no guesses on how this is all going to shake out. I mean, normally, like even during the 2022 um, you know, congressional elections. Like, everyone was convinced that there was going to be this big red wave. And I, I felt like I was alone on this island of people where I was like, you guys, I don't think this is going to be a red wave. I think this is going to go really actually pretty badly for Republicans, all things considered. And so, and, and I was right about that. But, but this time, I don't have a sense at all. Because there are so many wild cards, because of Mansion, because of like, you know, this no labels party and then RFK Jr. in the mix of things. Everything is so bonkers. I don't think anybody that is predicting anything really knows what they're talking about. They are just like absolutely pulling things out of the air because I don't know how anybody can have a guess right now. It's so crazy. 
But ultimately, and you're right, you're 100% right, nobody really knows, but do you think Joe Biden hears this conversation? He's a little out there. He may have lost his fastball (laughs) a long time ago. He may crap his pants and fall down the stairs. We get it. He's not all there. But he's got to see all this. He's got to hear all this. He has to, right? I, yeah, and I think, you know, there's been a couple of different interviews where he's been asked, you know, what do you make of your terrible polling? And he's just, at least in the interviews, he's in a complete state of denial. He pushes back and he's like, well, you're just looking at the wrong polls, which is, is crazy. <laughs> but but he is, he gets real defensive about it, which I find interesting. You know what I mean? Because so, he could easily just walk away from those questions. But the fact that he's pushing back. Uh, and trying to suggest, oh, no, 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 there's like, you're just not looking at the polls that like me. I, I don't know if he's just out of his mind. I mean, I, I think everybody knows he is kind of out of his mind. But on this issue, I, I can't say whether he genuinely has a feel for how disapproved of he is, because it's like he doesn't want to hear it. He's just in denial about it. Plus, there's the other thing. That, I mean, look, there's inquiries going on right now into the Biden crime family, and he needs yeah. the protection of the Department of Justice. He needs Merrick Garland, and uh, that's why I think he's going to run. That's why I think in, unless there's some issue with his health, he will be uh, the nominee again. He is not going to step aside just for the simple fact that he needs that DOJ protection. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, for Trump's sake, I I, sure. I I hope it is Biden that is the that is the person running because there's no way that Trump beats anybody else. I, I don't I don't think that he's going to beat Biden. Frankly, I hate saying that, but I don't. But he definitely doesn't beat uh, Gavin Newsom. There's just no way. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think any Trump supporter should be hoping, hoping, hoping that Joe Biden sticks this one out. So you bring up Gavin Newsom. Greasy Gavin. This big debate coming up Thursday where it's Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis, the second place folks, if you will, having their own debate on Fox. This do anything for you, Mock? Well, it does something for me in that I'm going to watch it. (laughs) But beyond that, I don't know how helpful it's going to be to either one of them. I mean, I don't know. I don't think this particularly helps DeSantis um, unless he does just remarkably well. And I I actually have some doubts about that. And You know, I'm a fan of his. But Gavin Newsom is so good at the at at just um at sleaze you know what i mean like he's so smarmy and and so effective at be at saying the right thing even when he's spewing just absolute misinformation because he'll start throwing numbers out there right and it sounds yeah like he, he was good on hannity i remember when he was right. on hannity a couple of months ago and he i had to admit yeah he was good Oh, he's really, really, really good. And he snows a lot of people. And I think that that will, it'll frustrate DeSantis. And we just have to hope that, you know, he doesn't lose his cool and do like that weird, cringy smile that he does sometimes. <laughs> so so it, I, I'm going to watch it just for pure entertainment value. I don't know that it helps either one of them with any election aspirations. Yeah, if DeSantis wants to keep his campaign alive, he has to just bury Gavin Newsom on policy. He can't get into anything else. It's got to be a policy, policy, policy debate, and DeSantis has to bury him to keep his campaign alive. I think that's probably right. What are you working on at Chicks on the Right? 
Well, um, probably the same stuff y'all are working on. I mean, we're following the hostage release, the releases very, very closely and really um, following a lot of just how absolutely awful, um, particularly media outlets in the U.K. have been in covering the story. So we're going to continue to do that for sure. Hey, Mock, just quick side note. It's on Facebook. Are you moving out of the state of Indy? Yeah, I'm going to be moving probably this time next year. Wow. Where to? Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, it looks like you got some nice property out there. I think so. It's looking really, really good. The house is coming along quickly now, so it's starting to feel really real. And it's my understanding that every person that moves into that state has to run for president. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm a little nervous about that because I don't want (laughs) to. The pressure's on. Uh, Mock from the Chicks on the Right. Mock, we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.